Today is Monday, February 18th, and we have a Severino extension contract. We have CC's press conference to finally say, I'm retiring. Shocker. Psych. We all knew it. We've got some updates from Boone. We've got some other stuff and some other stuff and some other stuff after that. Let's talk. Yikes. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. You got my co-host Jake, who's actually in Tampa. Wrong. Clearwater. Wrong. Lakeland. Wrong. Ocala. Wrong. Denver. <laughs> Wrong. Where are you? I'm in Bradenton or Sarasota. <laughs> One of Wrong. the Wrong. I know. No, where do uh it's like right on the border. I want to say Bradenton. Where I'm in Pirate Spring training. Oh, nice. Slash where my aunt and uncle live. We're talking. Did some talking pirates today. I got some pirate scouting reports. If you're ready for them, you have pirates talk. Yeah, I guess <laughs> a little bit. Um, we'll save it. I don't. I have no idea what's going on with the pirates right now. Are they tanking? Are they trying? So they're kind I don't, of in let's this, not get into it. <laughs> let's, I'll, I'll I'll do it quick because I think we gotta talk some pirates. It's um they're they're kind of in that middle area where if everything goes right, they could be in a good spot, but the odds of that are kind of slim. They've got some young guys. I was told watch out for their left side of the infield in a couple years. They've got Cabrian Hayes, who's Charlie Hayes' son, Jim. He's he's supposed to be a stud third baseman. He won like the best best fielder in the minor leagues a couple years, so uh, watch out for him. Nice. You you so. just put 1996 World Series victory catch and shake the glove by the dugout image in my brain just by saying like how it like how he tied in talking pirates. Just saying Charlie Hayes. Yeah, it came right back to the Yankees. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Cervelli still the catcher. I love Cervelli. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a slew of fine people, a gang of great gals and girls and guys and men we got andrew jonathan owens appreciate you is that hell's kitchen is yeah as andrew in hell's kitchen hey oh shout out we got a voicemail and a great question from uh, andrew from hell's kitchen coming up later we got jordan gag who's been a patreon but he must have changed his credit card information or something that sprouted him right back to the top so he gets a shout out again connor Lydon, dylan finer at talking orange is that yeah? Defines, defines. Anyone that is a fan of Syracuse basketball, go check out Dylan's podcast, Talking Orange. Uh, not affiliated with Talking Yanks or Talking Knicks or whatever, but maybe one day it will be. We told him to go ci- get it. You're into citrus fruits. Oh yeah. I don't know what Just they cover over there. The history of oranges. <laughs> Tough podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Kim. 
that's a fun because it's two f- first names but different sexes. So like if it was Kim Gregg, that's interesting. Gabriel, he's, a- he's active on the Twitter. Nice. Gabriel Gentle, Michael Hall, Michael C. Hall, murderer, yeah. and Mike Yard. Mike Mike goes Yard. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. I think we got a lot because we have a fun contest going on right now. The comments for the contest that we're having on Patreon right now, which is name your top nine, guess the top nine. And this is still open, Jake. I'm going to officially close it, I think, Wednesday. Okay. Or, Or is that too late? The moment something gets revealed, we're like, okay, now we have a solid hand. It gets closed. Right. If nothing gets closed, it's, I think it's going to be Wednesday or okay. tu- or late Tuesday night. But I just want to give people one more chance to get them in. Guess your starting guess the starting nine for the first spring training game. I haven't looked at any of the guesses, and it's going to be a bitch to figure out who wins. But eventually, I'm going to have to organize that so I can I can do that. But they're coming in. I'm so, going to give something that might be a hint or might not be a hint at all. Okay, great. People love those. Ryan Lavarnway. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I think Jake's hint is don't put LaVarnway in. I don't know. I've seen him on some of the catcher charts, and it's a name I know, so I just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Someone guessed. I saw someone guess. They just guessed the starting nine lineup, like all of the good guys. And I was like, not for nothing. That could be a safe play. Yeah, because if you hit four of those, then you're good. But if someone else puts that, then we are the deciding factor and the stuff we normally decide stuff on is usually pretty dumb. <laughs> so. No, no, there's a tiebreaker with run scored. Oh, okay. Yeah, so make sure you put the tiebreaker in. So everyone, if you're not a Patreon, you can go do, it's $2 a month, you get access to the live videos. We've got people in the chat hanging out right now. Shout out Melissa, Will, uh, Jarv, Adani, and uh, there's other perks too. You get... You get a chance to win two jerseys. Anyway, let's get into Yankee stock. Or do you want to do how are you doings first? We do how are you doings. I know we tiptoe around that because we talk about Jake and John Boy and Jake Radio. Check it out. Mondays at 9 p.m. No, it's every day of the week. Um, and not at night. It's, it's I, a podcast. I don't want to ask how you're doing because I'm super jealous that you're down in Tampa already. Well, I'm not. I'm in Bradenton. Um, I've been I've been making the rounds, man. I went I went from Clearwater. I did Clearwater for two nights. I like Clearwater a lot, Jim. You like it better than Lakeland? Yes. <laughs> Lakeland so was much. a trashy, shitty town. So uh, Clearwater has a little bit of that. Um, it also has dude. Clearwater's just like beach bar vibes. Like if if you wanted to go, I I know you're. You're you're slightly tapped out, but if we were gonna get like the old CCSU boys together and do uh four days in Clearwater, you'd have a good time. We'd go to the beach, we'd go to some beach bars, we'd still be tucked in by ten thirty. It was a good time. Um, so went Clearwater to Tampa, and now I'm in Bradenton. Nice. I went Lavalette, Lavalette, Lavalette. Been working, uh, getting everything I can get done, so I don't have to do stuff while we're down there. So I've just been grinding all weekend i saw Lindsay adler briefly today did you really yeah me and my mom like drove through the complex and she was like oh you want to hang out and i was like not really i'm gonna be here for the next like week ma <laughs> oh, oh, oh and like none of the players i thought were you were saying Lindsay adler asked you to hang out no well thinking about it hi Lindsay. hey Lindsay. she had See a good you in a tweet. couple days she had a good tweet today about chapman 
playing a reggaeton from Larry Rothschild's golf cart. Her coverage is the coverage we're looking for. I know. I watched. I, I asked her to come on the show. I got no response. Maybe she doesn't like us. Maybe she doesn't think she. Maybe she just doesn't want to do a podcast anyway. But yeah, her coverage is like personality coverage sometimes, which right. I love. I like those tidbits. That's what kind of what we do here every now and then. All right. Biggest news of the weekend. Should I play my big news sound? Play uh, that big noise sound we always play when there's a big news thing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge sound. Uh, big news is Severino got a extension, signed a contract. We get into the nitty gritty. Uh, the basicness of it is they bought out his arbitration years for $10 million each year. And there's an option for a fifth year for $15 million, correct? Yes. So, yeah. So instead of going to arbitration after every single season and dealing with that whole process, they just locked him up. This is what you do with your good players. It is kind of a low ball steal. Yankees, it's good for the Yankees because they get 10 mil a year where if Severino goes out in 2019 and has an ace season like he did in 2017, he probably would have jumped up to like a little above 10. And then if he did it again, he'd jump up to that 17 that Kluber and DeGrom are at right now. Yeah. So this deal, he won't be able to do that. He's at 10. It maybe he was a little scared about and his agent was a little scared about how he tailored off at the end of last season was like, let's just lock up a big chunk of money right now. Maybe they don't want to do the hassle of going through arbitration every single year. It's definitely a play. I think guys are seeing how free agency is going and like, yeah, give it just just lock me up so I don't have to deal with that nonsense that's happening right there. So it's a really good deal for the Yankees. See, he deserves more, but it's if if we're in this weird position where I'm not rooting for the owners, I'm not rooting for the owners to not pay money, but I do understand that the owners work within a payroll, and the more guys they sign cheap means the more they can get other players. You know what I mean? So I'm not rooting for the owners to lowball people, but I understand that it does help the uh, the construction of a ball club to get guys for lesser money. Yeah. And a, a couple couple things. A, Sevy turns twenty five on the twentieth. So happy birthday in a couple days, Sevy. Happy birthday, Sevy! And it's Didi ha- Gregorius's birthday today, Monday. Happy Happy Wednesday birthday. Um. So yeah, I mean, this contract will take him till he's twenty nine. So Sevy and his agent are probably playing the game that whatever happens when baseball either negotiates or has a strike or whatever happens. I mean. However it comes out, uh, Sevy at the end of this contract will be 29, which if he continues to be the good pitcher he is, um, even with what's going on in free agency, he should be able to get paid at that age, um, a la Pat Corbin did earlier this free agency. Um, and yeah, if you're if you're tuned into baseball around the league, Aaron Nola, uh, the young ace for the Phillies, signed a contract that was uh, four years, $45 million. And Cashman and I think Sevy's agent just came out and was like, yeah, that was the groundwork. So we just <laughs> copied and pasted basically and went with it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good. And I think something uh, that we can Nola, go back to Nola's a little. Representative, Nola's representative should get a cut. Is that how that works? Yeah, like you just stole my formula, Sevy's agent. Matt, agents start suing each other. Um, 
we we talked about this earlier, Jim, with uh, Sevy going to arbitration. We were a little worried about that because we were like, "Yo, if they bust out some of the bad stuff on Sevy, that arbitration meeting could get mean." So, um, I don't we know. Did. They got we did. Co- we did say that, and they they because yeah. they didn't come to an agreement, and they were looking to go to arbitration. And we did say, "I don't know if Sevy can handle that." Like. Cause, yeah, because if you wanna, some of the numbers are bad. Yeah, if you want to get real mean about Sevy for being a, like a, I don't know if he's an ace, but whatever you want, he's he's very good. But then if some of the numbers from the past years are like, you could be mean. So they yeah. weren't mean. They worked it out. That's so what they, that's what his his quote was when it is press conference. He's that someone asked him like, he said, "My mom asked me, did you win your arbitration?" He said, "No, but I got forty million dollars." Yeah, and so we'll uh, yeah, that was that was pretty nice, and I I think something else to circle about Sevy because Jimmy, I'll be honest, I mean, I, I don't think honest. we're gonna talk about him at all during spring training. No, no, no. Um, so I think it's gonna be funny that basically this is probably one of the last times we talk about Sevy until his first couple starts, which <laughs> are gonna be huge for Sevy. If we um, talk about Sevy during spring training, that's bad news. Yeah, I mean the only thing it would be like velocity, injury. injury. Yeah, even velocity, vo- even velocity we'd wipe that under the rug. Ah, who cares? He'll pick it up. Yeah, it's true. Because I think last year uh, Tanaka wasn't throwing that hard in spring training. Tank, he was throwing lefty last spring training, right? Yeah. yeah. The sun will come out, Tanaka. Is Got that it. why you mentioned Tanaka? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just I just realized oh, I have that. I should use this more. I uh, during the season sound. my soundboard's just going to be littered with John Sterling. Oh, yeah. All right. Are we done with Sevy? I think so. You think think there's anything else that needs to be said? I thought you were going to yell or, or point out the uh, the whole working in money around a work stoppage situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how many people are tuned in for that or want to be tuned in for that, but they, they literally said when the contract got signed that the 2021 season, normally they would have paid Sevy more. But the Yankees, Sevy, and his agent all factored in a work stoppage, which, Jimmy, call me crazy, call me maybe. At what point does MLB and the team step in and be like, oh, we're planning on a work stoppage? <laughs> what? Um, I think it's good news. Just... I think it's good news because they got two years now. If it's a foregone conclusion, it's either good news or terrible news because good news, hopefully they can work it out in the next two years to make sure there isn't a strike and work stoppage because that would be bad for everyone. But the bad side is if they if they have two years to figure it out and they can't, ooh. Yeah, and I, I guess something I'll pass off as I normally do, um, my guy Ryan Rosillo's podcast, he had Jeff Passan on. Passan? Passan? Um, and they talked baseball a little bit, and they they got into the weeds, which was actually really fun to talk about. And it, it's it's interesting if if you're into that stuff, it's super interesting. If you're not, like I kind of get it. I I live not being interested in that stuff for a while, but you know it, it's going to be really interesting to see what solutions come up. Whether they put in a floor, like each team has to have a payroll of eighty million, a hundred million, something like that. Are they going to put in a cap? Um, it's it's if you're into that stuff or you want to get into that stuff, now is the time because it's going to be crazy for the next couple of years in baseball. If they do a payroll floor, what are the loopholes? I mean, honestly, the only thing that jumped out in my head with payroll floor would be 
Tampa and Oakland, right? What if? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like some of the weird loopholes that a payroll floor team could do. What if you just, you know, like when fantasy baseball starts and the day one of the season hits and you go check out all the injured players and see who you could stash on your DL for a couple of seasons? What if Tampa's like, fine, we'll just fucking get every guy that's going to be on our 60 day DL and we're pay them all the minimum. <laughs> that's how we'll hit our cap. Uh- I mean, they could do that. Would it? I mean, it it would be an interesting dynamic. Would Tampa trade for Ellsbury if they got two prospects to hit the cap number? I mean, you could do fun stuff like that. That is fun. Um, that is fun. That was fun. What you just said. Thanks, man. Because uh, <laughs> Ellsbury ended up off the team. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's off. I, the I team. guess he's off the that, team. That's the only thing in my head because the NBA the NBA has a floor and it's worked decently well. But I I just think the gap right now in baseball between a 200 million salary and a 50 million salary for the Rays. Um, like if, if you made Tampa have a hundred million dollar salary right now, I think they'd go under in a week. <laughs> so um, yeah, if, if you're into that stuff, check out Rosillo podcast. He had Jeff passing on. Um, if you're not keep an eye out for 2021. All right. Let's go on to our next big, big news. CC is retiring. No. Yeah, Jake. He had a whole press conference. The whole team showed up. Tula was in attendance. Ellsbury wasn't because he's not even allowed near the team. The pitch, the picture. Well, okay. Couple pictures. Picture, 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 picture. Um, the picture of the, of pitchers, the pitchers for Severino's for okay. Sevi's conference was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of dumb, right? Like that shouldn't be that cool, but at the same time, it was cool. And also shows how ridiculous baseball is. <laughs> like, shouldn't you guys be doing something? Uh, no, it's 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 a weird thing because like those press conferences, there's you gain nothing from them. Like, it's weird that showing up to a press conference is supportive, but we live in a society that has decided that that is supportive. So it's nice when people do it. Yeah, and it's I don't know. You're you're happy for your guy for getting his first big payday. Um, the CC conference, awesome. I mean, because of Amber, but... Yeah, your favorite. Did you watch any of the CZ conference? He had some good quotes. I, w- I watched the highlights. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, if I can pull up my Twitter real quick. I, I, tr- I was covering I was covering it, whatever. I was watching it and sharing the things that I liked from it. Sure. He had a quote, and they asked him if he, thought, if he ever thinks he's going to be a Hall of Famer, if, he ever, if he's thought about it, and he said he hasn't thought about it, and his answer was... More than 3,000 career strikeouts. Yes. How much thought have you given to whether or not that's a Hall of Fame career for you? Uh, I, I haven't put you know that much thought into it just because I don't have a vote and, <laughs> and I can't do anything about it. But um, you know, you know, being able to have those numbers attached to your name just just means a lot for me. Um, you know, I never really played the game for you know individual accomplishments like that. You know, two two hundred wins, three thousand strikeouts, and things like that. But to have those numbers compiled. Um, just means that I was on good teams around good players and, you know, was lucky enough to, to have some good catchers calling some good games for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be fun to look back on all that stuff once I'm done playing. Um, but right now I'm just focused on trying to win the championship and, and uh, have a parade at the end of the year. That would be the great way to top this thing off. Pretty humble answer. I loved it because, I mean, I really he always gives credit to his catchers. He's always done that. It's like, And uh, he says, uh, you know, Good teams with good players, with good catchers calling good games. A lot of good. Amen. Nice humble answer. 
Also, he used to throw 100 miles per hour down people's throat. I saw an 18 strikeout, 16 strikeout game from CC against the Brewers one year. Yeah, the the Brewers times are nuts, man. I I you know, again, this is Yankees pot. I don't know how many people are into that, but 17 games started for the Brewers, 130 innings, 165 ERA, seven complete games, three shutouts. He went 11 and 2. They picked him up for the playoff run. Um <laughs> they they pitched him every uh, three games. It was it was incredible. I mean, you're like we're never going to hear about guys doing that again. Um just the way baseball's going. Um, never mind with innings and relievers, but I mean also with agents and stuff and bargaining agreements. I mean nobody's going to throw themselves out there like that. I mean, in my head, CeCe's a, a Hall of Famer, six-time All Star. Um, you're you're right. There will be a lot decided about CeCe's legacy within baseball and within the Yankees if they get if they get a title this year. Like CeCe will go down as like. I don't want to say Whitey Ford, but kind of like the the way we hear some people talk about Whitey Ford or Ron Guidry. Like we'll say that about Cece. Like he started and ended his career with two titles. He was a larger than life human. Um, I either way, I think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's he's got a chance to really. I I think he's going to be a part of the Yankee family anyways. But if he gets another ring, um, would be incredible. Yep. And then the, the quote that everyone really liked from the thing. Yeah, you weren't born yet. You were a World Series baby. <laughs> your favorite, one of your top three Instagram follows, I believe, with the year World Series baby to Carter, their son Carter, who was born after the 2009 World Series. Good line. Great line. For such like a stuffy process. All the questions, it's so hoity-toity and so, like, professional. And I don't know. Sometimes you watch these Yankees press conferences and you forget baseball's fun. And then it's, <laughs> and then you have uh, Amber saying, yeah, well, you were born because we had sex and celebrate- celebration. We won the World Series. You were created because of that. Yeah. Were you a baby? You were born in October. So I'm gonna let's find out what baby you were. What's I think I'm close. I'm close to New Year's. I'm a little after, right? Mm, so October one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You were you were conceived or uh, late January. Yeah, I I don't really have anything. I if you want to get sicko with it, that's kind of when around my sister's birthday is. So maybe they were so happy about having my sister, they were like, "Let's have another one." Is this a fun conversation for people? Yeah. What about you? You got some? Uh, I'm a May, so, you know, May flowers bring, April showers bring May flowers. Weather Early getting, or late May? Uh, mid. God. My, both my parents listen to the show. They're, they could answer, maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Ask them. Yeah. What were you celebrating? Love. <laughs> Anything else on CC? I think this press conference is a bit odd because I, I he still has a year left. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, I mean, they're, MLB, we know they're thirsty for stars and stuff, and CeCe is well known. I mean, LeBron gave a shout out. They're, uh, MLB and the Yankees are going to milk this pretty hard. Can I be like a cynical son of a bitch about those sure. quotes from those athletes? Because I, I love CeCe. 
Right. And getting those quotes was awesome. But LeBron's quote was like, LeBron, you never fucking watch CC play a game. I, everyone knows that. You maybe, Cleveland, dude. You, yeah, sure. He maybe went to a game. LeBron has never like watched CC and, and known the count of at-bats and what he was <laughs> trying to do with the ball. He's just been in a, in a stadium while CC was pitching, maybe. And he's like, he's one of the most fearless to put on. A, he commanded like all these. Like, I'll, I'll say that part was ridiculous. All those intricate quotes. It's like, LeBron, you have no authority to tell us who one of the best players and who one of the not best players is. Shut up. Just say what a great guy. Yeah. I, hey, LeBron could come back and say the same thing to you. Um, I, no, I've I don't watched they- LeBron's. I've watched uh, games. I'm saying LeBron James and a lot of the other people. LeBron's never closely watched a CC Sabathia start. Yeah, I I agree. Part of the LeBron quote was kind of kind of rough. You you could clearly tell he was just looking for words. Um, but yeah, I they were in Cleveland at the same time. I I don't know. It was a it a it is a horse and pony show a little bit. Guys are just doing it to do it. Um, to get their quote on SportsCenter with the CC conference. So, um. I don't know. This I, is what this is what LeBron This is going to be a big thing through the season. Here's the full quote for people that don't understand why we're saying this. Not only is Sabathia one of the best pitchers to ever play the game, but he'll go down go down as one of the great competitors to ever pick up a baseball. It's been an honor to watch him play and I'm excited to see what he'll take on next. It's a nice quote, but it's nothing. Because you've never watched baseball, LeBron. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> There's some other ones too. Tommy was Tommy's quote was like he'll be a Hall of Famer maybe I hope that was the quote. Thank thank you Jim. <laughs> I was like come on Tommy just say he'll be a Hall of Famer leave out the maybe I hope part. I think CC gets in. I don't know. It, I think CC gets in. Nice I gonna do ni- a nice. Speech. I mean if if he's on the the line he'll get in because nice guys get in. Nice guys get in, and man, this kind of late career resurgence. Like if CC tapped out after 2012 when he went four seven eight ERA five two eight four seven three, and like that was it. That's tough, but he's bounced back and he's had three really nice years at the end of his career. Hopefully a fourth. Hopefully a fourth. Next big piece of news: Boone reiterated. In the the front runner to be the leadoff batter is Hicks. Interestingly enough, he suggested that Judge could be a potential leadoff man against left handed pitches, and he said Glaber could be looked there and Lemayhu could be looked there. Everyone's using this Judge quote as like fodder yeah. now as a headline grab. Did you listen to it? He said it. I didn't, I didn't hear it. Do you know the actual quote? I I saw. You know, he's he said something like maybe we'll throw the big man up there some games. He said we can even flirt, we can even flirt with the big guy up there in certain situations. And he said it so sheepishly, like right. he knew he was giving them a line. Judge judge if Judge Bats lead off, it'll be what? Less than five times the year. But everyone wrote an article about this today. Well, you know, we really like Hicksie as he's the front runner to be the leadoff batter, but sometimes we can even flirt with be- throwing the big guy up there in certain situations. Yeah. He said it, he said it like, he said LeMahieu versus righties maybe, but really, he, if you break down the quote, he's giving you other alternatives, but what he said was Hicks is probably going to be the leadoff guy a majority of the time. Jimmy, can I give you a what to watch for? You want to hit our what to watch for sound effect? 
Of course. Um, here it is. Barbaric. Yeah, so what to watch for, and it is pretty barbaric. The lefty-righty thing has been blown up by the Yankee fans, but clearly not by the Yankee team. It would be interesting if this lineup does really maul against left-handed pitching, which it should. Teams are going to start dodging and like shuffling their rotation before they play the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And if that starts happening, A, it would be people are going to start freaking out if it works for other teams. B, I don't know. It's it's just a little something to watch out for. Because if, if you were a team and you Sounds had Sounds like you didn't day, have a B there. If if you had a if you had an off day to juggle, I don't know why not. What to watch for? Teams avoiding their lefties versus the Yankees, besides Blake Snell, right, and Chris Sale. Sale, David Price. They did it last year once. I'm I'm just I mean the Price thing was a Yankees thing as a whole, but dude, if if you were a team and heck, if you were a lefty starting pitcher, I mean maybe this is too Yankee podcast, but. It would all be righties. <laughs> it would all be righties. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. Didi Gregorius will have a doctor's assessment in the beginning of March, and if all looks good, he should begin a hitting program shortly thereafter. He has already been cleared to throw. Update from our friend Lindsay Adler. And everyone else on the beat, because they all tweet the same things. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually getting pretty ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, maybe I follow too many of the beat writers. Yeah. No, it's good. Whatever. When's Didi come back? All these signs are saying he looks great. Didi's good at everything. Didi's good at everything, including rehab. He's the best rehab guy. If I gave you June 1, over under. I got... I'm over because I think I, that's crazy to think he comes back in May. But yeah, it's a I fine line. If Give me June 5th, I'll go under. Okay. So the first week of June. <laughs> yeah, I think we, he's... We, we, we report sources. Didi comes back first week of June. Yeah. Okay. Where, where do you think? Do you think he can come back in May? I was going to say first week of June. Um, I Man, when they tell me he's already throwing and he could be on a full-on hitting program towards the end of March, I mean, I don't know that in your head that tells you like, okay, what one month? So if you even if you push that out further to a month and a month and a half, that's mid-May. So I, I think we're kind of being conservative in our heads right now because we don't want to get excited for it. But it sounds like Didi's coming. He's gonna need his spring training, right? And get his at bats in and all that. Didi's good at everything. Yeah, what Didi about spring training I... takes one day. No, I don't know. What about uh, Tulo? Hears that Didi's throwing again, so he just pegs him with an errant ball. God. He goes, Didi, catch this knuckler I've been working on, and Didi squats down, gets in catching position to catch the new knuckler Tulo's throwing him. Just, 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 just not into it at all. But humoring right. Tulo. Tulo fires a fastball, crosses Didi up, rips his ACL again. Tulo does? Yeah, Tulo does, because he wants to start he doesn't want to lose the shortstop job. Yeah, I was I I thought you were gonna say Tulo hurts Didi, and then Tulo goes, ha, and then Tulo realized his arm fell out of his socket. Yeah, yeah. Tulo got hurt because he 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 threw it too hard. <sighs> Tulo still makes me mad. Be good, dude. Be good. All right, next. 
Prospect alert, Jake. Trevor yep. Steven. Never heard his name before, but I'm not into prospects. Have you? You play out of the park baseball? I want to call him Trevor Stefan just because I think that's cooler. Could be. I don't know what his name I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, anyway, everyone's saying Trevor Stefan, Trevor Steven. He has been impressive in camp thus far. So that's a name you can now put on your list of uh, names that you know down on the farm. Trevor Steven. It's, uh, I didn't say Steven. It's caught the attention of Aaron Boone working as Larry. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just like a name. Like, hey, this is a guy that they're talking about. So now you know his name. Do you know anything about him? Not really. He, uh, I, I'm on it now. University of Arkansas guy, Rob Rosine, Pig Suey. Um, he was a third round pick in 2017, so he is moving up the ladder pretty quickly. Uh, he turned 23 in April. He's got, he played 17 games at double A last year and he actually got hit around pretty good. Um, but he lit up single A. So he had a one nine eight ERA in single A 41 innings gets the call. And then he had a four five four ERA in double A. So, Hey, sounds like the kid's good and working on his stuff. I mean, I'm not expecting him to see him on the actual team. Wait, this he's year. a, he's a starter. Uh, yes. Oh, I wouldn't even have talked about him. I thought he was a bullpen guy. Uh, well, anyone could be a bullpen guy, kind yeah. of, um, yep. to break in at least. But yeah, th- this guy's gonna have to put in time at Double A and probably Triple A to to get a sniff of the big show this year. All right. Well, now we all know his name, but I didn't know he's a starter. Sorry, dog. Yeah. Chad Green was a starter. Yes. So, but but I'm saying like be a lot longer till we even think about seeing him in the bigs. Yeah. Than a reliever. Tommy Canely said he dropped 25 pounds over the winter. He said he can't tell how hard he's throwing, but the catchers have told him it feels like it's coming out right. And that's encouraging. Double bingo, Jake. Yeah. This is funny stuff, man. Funny stuff. Two cliches in one. I will say, though, 25 pounds ain't no joke. That's like I said, Brian Bruni came to camp once and people didn't right. recognize him. 25 pounds is a lot of weight to shed. And I see he's my video. dark horse, Jim. I don't think he's lost anything in the thighs. No, you don't. You never do. <laughs> you never do. It's it's all it's all face and belly. Um, I'm I'm interested, man. I, call me crazy. I'm not going to call me maybe again, but I think we usually like seeing pitchers come in a little big, right? No. Aren't we kind of bred that way? Uh, I've never, that's nothing, that's not something I'm familiar with. Well, I, I guess I'm going back to CeCe. When we first saw skinny CeCe come in, he didn't have it and we were like, yo, put on that meat again. But CeCe guy. loses weight. He loses weight every January. So he do- always comes into camp down, but then he gains it during the season. But right. that one year, um, he lost a lot of weight, and he did not pitch well. That's why he, exactly. That's why he gains weight during the season again. So I don't know. That that's the only part. That's the only part that scares me about this. Like, okay, you lost twenty five pounds, and then you're in the next sentence, you're gonna say you're not sure how hard you're throwing it. <laughs> like that's a little worrisome to me. I think they hide the radar guns from guys for a little bit because they don't want them concerned about that. And that's fine, but Jim, if you're a major league pitcher, you don't think you want to know how hard you're throwing? Oh, I'm sure he's desperate to know how hard he's throwing. He might even know. You just don't tell people. Why would you tell yeah. anyone what the gun says? I threw 99 yesterday. 
tell Red tell Red Sox camp you were throwing one oh four. I think then they'd be like, No, you weren't. Hey, Canely hit one ten on the bump yesterday. Cool. Let me see. Can't show you. Okay. And ninety four. All right. <laughs> Uh, do you have any other, any other updates you heard? We're gonna we're gonna be down there soon. This is our last podcast before we're down yeah. there. We're we're down there for a week. If you're gonna be around, uh, come around. We're gonna be down there for those first couple days, just workouts. So come up and say hi. We might have some trivia. I'm gonna try and have trivia on us. So if you come up, maybe we'll have some stuff. We're gonna have a video camera. We're gonna be doing fun stuff. I'm excited. I'm yeah. more excited this year than last year because kind of know the lay of the land now. Only thing, oh yeah, I, we're we're gonna kill it. Um, only thing I saw a tweet about someone said Hal had a quote today that was something like we don't need any infielders. Oh my God, people keep. Yeah, why do you go to a Hal interview and think that you're he's not gonna just feed you nonsense that doesn't make sense? He's trying to fool the audience. Of course he is. You got got for even listening. Yeah. Like why how talked about Harper and Machado today. Not going to click that because there's nothing useful that's going to come from that. He's just talking out of his ass saying something and you're going to watch it and get mad for no reason. That is all by the wayside. We made a vow on talking Yanks to not talk about Harper and Machado until it's official. And I'm so glad we did because we'd be five weeks in a row now. Did you see like the Bryce stuff got exciting again and then. Nope. <laughs> we'll see. It's it's if you it's have anything crazy. if you have anything on it, you can. The oh he he said they didn't go after they didn't need infielders or outfielders, they needed pitching. Like they didn't get Corbin, but that was a ridiculous price. They got Paxton, so they did get pitching, and they got Hap and they got Bullpen. They did get pitching. But they did also sign infielders. So it it's a stupid quote. Who cares? Yeah. I I, I have this I thought about Jake. Harper turned down three hundred million from the Nationals. We right. think that's a real report, right? Yeah. Everyone says that's true. The Nationals went into this offseason totally off base on the market. They offered Harper 300 mil, and maybe maybe that isn't off base. We'll find out. They they overshot Corbin by, what, 20 mil from any other club? Something like that? Yeah, like another year. Do you like think a- they offered both those? Corbin said yes. Harper said no. And then... When Corbin was finalized, the Nationals looked around at the other offers and like, holy shit, we overpriced him by that much? And they're like, fuck, take back that Harper deal. Take back that Harper deal. <laughs> and now I, I, and now they're so happy Harper said no. I, I think they were... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think they're, they're coming in bullish on Corbin. Like, no, we're just going to keep him healthy for that extra year and he'll be good. Because money-wise per year, they were in the neighborhood. They just gave him an extra one. Um, Harper, I don't know. I still think Harper's going to get paid. He could. Who knows? All right, we have some voicemails, and we have a question. Uh, Okay. Let's do... uh, do Do you want a serious voicemail first or a silly question? Uh, serious. Okay. Hey, what's up, Talking Yanks? This is uh, Scotty Hinkley from Rockland County. So I call in to see how you guys are doing. Uh, one question that I was thinking about is, I'm not sure number-wise, but what are you guys thinking? 
between home run numbers for Judge and Stan. I kind of feel like Stan coming off of last year having like an off, quote-unquote, off year with 100 RBIs and 38 home runs. Judge coming up off the injury. I still kind of like Stan going with 45 home runs, and I kind of feel Judge going with 42. So I was just curious what you guys thought uh, home run numbers for 2019 for both of you guys. Love the podcast. Love what you guys are doing. Uh, love being a subscriber on Patreon. Love the stuff you guys are doing. So thanks. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate that. This is interesting, Jake. So, and we'll do these when we get to Judge and Stan's PPPs, which we haven't even recorded yet. But if you've been listening to all the rest, cool. Thanks. Those are really fun. Judge and Stan, last year, the big question was like, well, they hit 100. And before anyone freaks out, everyone said no. We asked that at spring training. Everyone said no. Jake and I said no. It's not a realistic goal. But it was a fun question since they did it the year before. What is, let's work this out together. What's the realistic total for Judge and Stan? together now i'm gonna let's make a sliding scale if they're healthy for the whole season okay healthy for the whole season like uh, we're we're talking 155 games each yeah i would say 80 okay i was gonna say i was gonna work it like this 25 each if they're healthy for full season is almost the lowest like guaranteed yeah stanton has hit over 25 (laughs) what do you think 30 no stan stan has hit in 2000 2014 yeah i guess if they play 155 30 is i mean if if they play games they're hitting bombs that's where i i think the 80 no, I'm saying guaranteed. You'd bet your life on it. And there's no harm if you're if there's no harm if you came up short, you just they just bet it. Sixty? Bet they hit, your life would be sixty. So you if they played hundred and fifty five games, you'd bet your life that they'd both hit over thirty each. Right. Okay. I was saying I'd bet my life at twenty five. I like myself a little more than you like you though. Yeah, that's true. But I mean just because I, I, I know you you dug into Giancarlo Stan's stats there for a second, but I mean, as as long as Giancarlo, I mean he played 145 games in 2014. He hit 37 home runs. He played 119. He hit 27. He played 74. He hit 27. He played 159. He hit 59. 158. He hit 38. So like, if you're giving this dude time on the field, he's gonna mash him. Okay. So. So 155 games, bet your right. life. I'm going to say that my bet your life, because you have it at 90. Excuse me? You have it at 60. Bet my life is 60. I think an honest Vegas over-under would be 80. I'm going to bet my life at 55. And my, on, my honest, my, so what's the highest? The highest would be 100. So that's our scale. We're 55 to 100. I mean, it, it. Yeah, we we've we've kind of gone a little awry with this. In 2017, Giancarlo hit 59 home runs. In 2017, Aaron Judge hit what was it, 53, mm-hmm. 52. Yep. So in the in the 2017 season, these guys combined for 111 home runs. Yeah. So that's what they can do when they're right. Okay. So the scale is 55 to 115. I'm gonna say that they hit. A combined 81. <laughs> All right. Hammering the over. 
What's that? You hammering my eighty, my eighty over under. Uh, I was just doing my own thing. I was just giving my exacto guess. Yeah, I I don't know. I th- I think a real life Vegas fair number would. I think it would actually be lower than eighty, just because you have to factor in injuries. I think an actual Vegas number would be seventy five, seventy. Yeah. Oh, and so I I tried to look this up a little bit. Um, but Vegas, Vegas does an annual um, who will lead, who will win the home run title bet every year. Okay. So guess, guess who's number one? Judge. Stanton, seven to one odds. Nice. Guess who's number two? Judge. Judge, ten to one. Both on the same team. Both of them happen to be on the same team. Um, I mean, if you want to, we got three guys at twenty to one. Who? Joey Gallo, Chris Davis, and Mike Trout. Ooh, wow. Mike Trout, 20 to 1. So, yeah, I mean, we've we've got the guys that have the two odds-on favorites to hit the most home runs this year. So, I, I don't know. I know some of our Red Sox buddies gave us guff because we were doing the over-under 100 home runs. It was a fun question. If these guys have good good seasons, not even great, if they have good seasons and play every day, They'd get weirdly close to that, um, but you just have to factor in injuries, slumps, who who knows what else. So let's let's get them out there each for one fifty five and see what happens. How about that? Sounds good to me. Next voicemail. Hey, this is Joey for Talking Yanks, calling from Indiana. I just had a quick uh, comment about James Paxton. Uh, he pitched one game in Yankee Stadium last year, and in that game he lasted five innings. But in the first inning, he gave up four runs, two home runs, and probably should have been a third, but Mitch Haniger robbed John Carlos Stanton of a home run in that inning, which would have been the third home run of the inning. But Judge and Andujar hit one off of him. And he gave up four runs in the first inning, and the Yankees ended up winning four to three. But in his one game that he pitched in Yankee Stadium last year, that was what happened. And I just want to get your thoughts about that, and how do you think he's going to do in Yankee Stadium this year? Thanks. All right. So you have any concerns about Paxton, who had a huge home run spike last year, about now coming to Yankee Stadium? where he pitched last year and gave up two and potentially three bombs. Are you concerned about this? Mike from River Ave Blues actually wrote a whole article on it. Yeah, I saw someone tag me in that because I did my my Paxton by inning stats with you in the PPP. Um, no, no, I think we need to see more of the body of the work. I, th- I think you could say... You know, you could point to the year before and maybe you say he got a little lucky or he was better. You could point to last year and say maybe he got a little unlucky and he, he wasn't as good and he was pitching up in the zone a little more. Um, I I don't know. I think we need to see it. I, I know some people were randomly th- thrown out the Sonny Gray. We, we need to see this guy in New York. I mean, we we saw Jay Happ yes, last year pitch incredible. I mean, maybe he can pass some knowledge. Maybe Maybe there is luck involved. Maybe... It's a big left center field in the stadium. Maybe the wind is blowing in on Paxton starts. He has an incredible year. I I think you and I are at the point where we've said everything that you can say about James Paxton. We just need to see it in pinstripes, and then we can can form real judgments from there. 
Yep. Someone uh, where Mike Mike uh, from River Blues broke it down to his his he started elevating his uh, pitches more last season, and his fly ball rate grew and he says either he was really lucky in 2017 or really unlucky in 2018 or a mix the fact that like he got blown up by the yankees that that doesn't work one me. less thing yeah one yeah well, he doesn't have to face them anymore because we're he doesn't have to face he doesn't have to face the two guys that we just said were the leaders in vegas to hit the most home runs this season yeah so i don't care about that can't beat him join him and he joined us so there we go yeah all right, here we go. Hey, guys, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. Let's talk about Andujar and why Andujar should not be playing third base, even if we don't sign Machado. First, let me give you some stats. He had a negative 24 UZR per 150 last year, which, in short, is twice as bad as Starlin Castro's 2017. If you want a simpler stat, we allowed the worst batting average in the league on ground balls hit to the third base side. On top of that, it's not like he's a rookie to third base, even though he was a rookie in the big leagues. He's been playing third throughout the minors. He was bad at third throughout the minors. He was bad last year, and in general, defense is easier to project. You rarely see, and also you rarely see a huge uh, defensive improvement from guys that are, you know, as bad Andujar, and even if you do, he's still going to be a significantly uh, negative defender. And my other reason for believing this is the fact that this isn't like a Marcus Simeon situation where his problems are, you know, fundamentals. And Marcus Simeon took three years to become an above-average shortstop. We don't have three years. And yeah, in general, I think it's pretty safe to say he's not going to improve. Oh, yeah, and on top of that, Giancarlo Stanton in the outfield, he's just as good of an outfielder as a guardian judge. There's no sense in wasting that value. So put Andrew at the H and stand in the corners. What are your thoughts? All right, so Andrew had a lot of evidence, or not evidence, a lot of stats and stuff to back up his his feeling that Andrew Hart will never improve or be good enough at third base. We've talked about this, and it's kind of the same thing we said about Jackson, uh, Paxton. We have to wait and see before we write anyone off completely. Like uh, Andrew said, that Andrew said it's it's fair to say he'll never be fine defensively. Like he'll never even be serviceable. I don't think that's fair to say. I think he'd be serviceable, but I will say, Jake, I went to his baseball reference and looked at his defensive defensive positions in the minors. He wasn't moved around at all. He's played 6,086 yeah. innings professionally at third base. 6,000? Yes. yes. Between seven seasons, all levels, 6,086 innings at third base. It's all he's ever played, and he's still bad. That's yeah. a little concerning. It is. Um, and you know, everything I'm, I'm going to come back at you with is the, you know, he, he clearly has great eye hand. He's, he's still young. He's, he's 23 until March 2nd. I don't know. I mean, like, like that's the thing when I, I don't want to say I debate this with people, but 
what I am saying is that, like, you could be right. Like, the, the guy has shown he's not a great third baseman. He's, in fact, a bad third baseman. To say a guy, any person can't get better at 23 is ridiculous. I didn't. I got worse and worse and worse as it went. I think the Yankees want to find out. I, I agree with that. Um, and, the, and he deserves a chance to and, be found out. Right. Like, you, you just can't write the book on, on the player in one season. So, I don't know. I mean, I... You know, do I want to go to Derek Jeter's minor league innings? No, but I'm already there. He played, they gave me the bad stats here. He played 23,000, over 23,000 major league innings. They don't have all his minor league uh, innings because they haven't put those in. But, you know, we, we could do the whole thing. Jeter, Jeter played, let me do games here for you, Jim. So 92, he played 57 games, 126 games in 93, 138 in 94. So, I mean, Jeets had played, we're talking upwards 200, 300 games at shortstop, and he was booting the ball all over the place. If you read his book, you know all those that numbers. Was just, that was I'm just, not that was just his first compare. season. It wasn't, he was good by the time he got to like the higher levels. It was his first year of rookie ball where he made like 19 errors. I He had a year where it was like 50-something errors, I thought. I, I got to reread the book. Thanks, Jeets. But I, I'm just saying he, oh, and yeah, 1993 at, in at Greensboro he had 56 errors. Jesus, Jeter. Um, in '94 he had 25 errors over 138 games. So, I don't know. I know it's shortstop. I know you just can't flat out compare people to Jeter. But just to say he's dead in the water now, you're being obnoxious. You don't know for sure. Is there a chance? Absolutely. And we're going to find out soon. But don't try to be the new age millennial on Twitter that was like, yo, look at my tweet from J- September last year. I knew I knew Andujar was never going to make it. Well, what if he plays 15 years at third base in the major leagues because he hits a- extra base hits like only a select few in this league can do? Um, you know, then are you going to dig up the same tweet? So... I don't know. I I'm I'm talking right now like I want to die on that wall. I don't. <laughs> but let's let's see it first. Let's let's actually see it with our eyes before you can say I had it yep. first. I agree. You should get a shot. But I mean, the minor league things. Dude's been playing third base for, for since he was like 16 years old at a professional level, and it's still where it's at. It's a little. It's a little like whoa. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's really concerning. But you could also say this car. What if what if Miguel Andujar in his head was like, you know what? I can rake. I'm gonna be a great major league hitter. And you know what? When it's time, when I have to play defense in the majors, I can make every play. I know I can. And then he comes up this year, and guess what? He rakes. He hits extra base hits at an insane level. And then oh, guess what? He gets benched in the final deciding playoff game for the Yankees season because he can't play third base decently enough. You know, I just just think of an athlete's normal confidence. He's like Anduhar, you're not that good at third. He says, I was just procrastinating. I made a deal with myself. Once I got to the bigs with my bat, I'd work on third. Just let me get there. Hey, I mean, you never really know with these guys. You you could see a bio, you could see a, a my player piece in 15 years that it says that, or I never cared about defense until I got benched in that playoff game, and then it's a whole article, or this guy might not be able to pick it at third. Yeah. All right, one real, real quick, also from Andrew from Hell's Kitchen, but a fun one. That was kind of a sad, depressing one, talking about how our third baseman will never be good ever. This one right. is a fun, silly question, Jake. Sure. What's worse, Judge 
coming into camp weighing at toe's weight or toe coming into camp weighing at judge's weight? Right. So we, we'd have a 5'7", 280 guy. Mm-hmm. Basically a bowling ball. Or we'd have a 6'7", what's toe listed at? I don't know, but that's like a, a minute bowl guy. And you know toe adds about 10 pounds, if not 15. Toe is listed at, oh, no, toe's listed at 151. Um. So six seven one fifty one. That's kind of like a healthy and shape Chris Sale. I don't know. Is that Chris Sale? No, that was just a, that was a that was a hilarious joke. Did you see the picture of Chris Sale at spring training? He looks yeah, like it's like a weirdo, weird grosso. Weird. Um, Do you see his kid was doing PFP drills? No. Yeah. That's cool. Which, like, half cool, but also, like, he had that whole thing with his kid in the White Sox? I don't know. Yeah. I just Googled 6'7", 151, and clicked images, and I got, like, boxing crates, so that didn't help. Anyway. Chris Sale's, Chris Sale's listed at 6'6", 180, which I think is a lie. Okay, um, so wait. So Judge would be skinnier than what Sale is by yeah. 30 pounds? So either you got an anemic Judge... Or a bowling ball toe. Now, for hilarity's sake, I'd rather see the bowling ball toe. Because I think looking at Judge at 150 pounds would make me real sad. Yeah, you'd be really worried. You'd have to put some <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin song over it. Like, you know, uh, give us your money. Judge is starving. <laughs> toe, you'd be like, oh, I guess his thyroid gave out? Or I don't know. Um <laughs> A little cold stoves, a little fun. I I laughed when he sent it over. I was like, man, that's tough. Bolt tough. I mean, <laughs> 280 toe is basically me at spring training 2035. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Jar from Oz says that the White Sox thing was Adam LaRoche's kid, not Sales. Nice. Was it? I think it was, yeah. They didn't want LaRoche's kid in the clubhouse. So Sale got mad at the White Sox about it, I believe. Guy loves kids. Quote that. All right, that ends this episode. We'll be back with mini episodes tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have our first uh, episode live, well, whatever, from Tampa because we will both be arriving on scene Tuesday. If you're going to be around, get in touch. Yeah, tune in. Going to be fun. Yep. Oh, did you hear my grandma wanted to redo her tell them grams? I did see that. She uh, said that she doesn't. She wished she did it more enthusiastically. She didn't realize how much of a thing it would be. So I would. So I got the microphone right away and said, "Let's do it." And she did it really enthusiastically. I don't have it edited in yet, but okay, she next did it, time she did it real enthusiastically. But for now, this might be the last time you hear less enthusiastic grandma telling you. So tell them grams. Oh yeah, Yankees. <laughs>